Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 262, Pre-Thanksgiving Turkey Soup. And I am your host and the guy who survived the cold. More on that in a minute, but we are currently 137 days, 11 hours, 14 minutes, and 42 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So I told you guys I survived the cold. Well, I survived the cold this past weekend. And remember, for all of you guys listening up north, you've got a different perspective on what cold is. But we had our first real cold snap since last winter, this past weekend. And it just so happened to be the weekend that I have my camping trip with the guys. So we were at my property camping out, watching some football, burning some logs, and cooking some food, and maybe sharing an adult beverage between the group. But it got pretty chilly this weekend in central Alabama. It was a great weekend for camping, but with temps in the upper 20s where I was, sleeping on an air mattress was a bit chilly. But I did survive it. I'm back. And I'm glad to be sharing the struggle with you guys. The struggle is real. Hey, before I get into this week's show, I want to say thank you to my friend Evan Murphy from Mississippi. You guys may remember I had Evan on the show back in the spring after he and I doubled in Mississippi. So he invited me to hunt with him in Mississippi this past spring. And that marked off Mississippi from my list of states that I needed to kill a turkey in. And this past week, I got a little something in the mail from Evan. And I knew Evan was a pretty talented guy, but I didn't really know that Evan was this talented. So here's what I got from Evan.
Evan made me a purr pot, and he made it out of 200-year-old reclaimed cypress from the Mississippi Delta. On the back of the pot, he's drawn a turkey tail fan feather, put his name and the year, and it says 29 of 49. On the striker, he's got a turkey wing feather drawn on it inside the outline of the state of Mississippi with a 29 written on that. So he's hand-turned the striker. He's hand-turned the pot from reclaimed 200-year-old cypress, put a great-sounding piece of slate in it. And I got to tell you, when I got this in the mail, I was blown away. The thought and the effort that went into making this call is amazing. And as soon as I opened up the box and I saw this call, it instantly shot up to the top of the list of my favorite turkey calls. And then I got to play in it and... Good gosh, man. I mean, I know it's a purr pot, but some of these purrs are ridiculous. Evan, thank you. You're extremely talented. You're extremely thoughtful. You're an extremely good guy. I appreciate this very much, more than you'll ever know. If any of you guys would like to check out this call that Evan made for me, you can go to Facebook and search Evan Murphy, E-V-A-N-M-U-R-P-H-Y. And there's a post that Evan put up on October the 28th at 1.31. So if you scroll down his newsfeed a little bit, you'll see that post on there. And you can see the picture of the purr pot that he made for me. And if any of you guys want a purr pot for yourself from Evan, then you might want to send him a friend request and shoot him a direct message and Ask him how you can get one. But I tell you, I am stoked about that purr pot. It's been sitting on my desk ever since I got it. And I've been playing it a little bit here and there. But I've got a little bit of practicing to do on it for really no other reason than I just like running turkey calls. <laughs> I know a lot of you guys feel the same way. Oh, and by the way, if you go on Facebook and you are looking for Evan Murphy, you probably will know which Evan Murphy it is when the profile pics pull up. But if for some reason you can't figure it out, he's the Evan Murphy from Hernando, Mississippi. Hey, I've got some pre-Thanksgiving turkey soup for you guys. So let's jump in and get going with this week's turkey news. And by the way, there's a lot of it coming out of Pennsylvania this week. Hunters and other outdoors enthusiasts heading into Pennsylvania's state-owned forests this autumn are going to find additional roads that are going to be open in 18 of the 20 state forest districts. There are 516 miles of state forest roads that are normally only open for administrative use, but they've opened those up for hunters, hikers, and others visiting state forest lands this fall. These roads are going to stay open into January of 2020. And the state's bragging a little bit, and they're saying that regardless of whether people are seeking deer, bear, turkey, or small game, hunters in the state of Pennsylvania will find more than 90% of that land is now within one half mile of an open road. Now, personally, I don't know that that's a huge benefit for me, obviously, because I live in Alabama. But even if I lived in Pennsylvania, I don't know that that's a huge benefit for me because I like to get away from the roads when I'm hunting. But I can see where this would be a big benefit for 
hunters who are a little bit less mobile or maybe those that are in wheelchairs and can't get out and walk a great distance, this is a good opportunity for them to be able to get out and do some hunting without a whole lot more effort on their part. So that's pretty exciting news for you guys and ladies in Pennsylvania who want to get out and hunt. Again, coming from Pennsylvania, there's an article in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that says fall turkey harvest is the biggest factor affecting the spring hunt. So Pennsylvania is about two and a half years into their most recent 10-year wild turkey management plan. And the Game Commission's turkey biologist, Mary Jo Casalina, has basically said that the primary factor controlling spring turkey populations is management during the fall male-female hunt. She says that the 2019 and 2020 fall turkey season regulations are far more detailed than statewide spring gobbler regulations. And the key to population control is autumn hen harvest. Hey, it makes perfectly good sense, does it not? She also said that disease generally does not play a major role in limiting wild turkey populations. And no turkey disease is known to be contagious to humans or to fowl the meat. Now that I've stopped and thought about that, it reminds me of the Arby's commercials. The meat. Mary Jo Casalina says that regulating the male to female fall hunt by individual management units controls hens in each area, helping them to remain healthy and lay more eggs prior to the more popular spring gobbler hunt. And I'm not real sure how that works because I don't think hens are laying a lot of eggs before the spring gobbler hunt takes place. But the article goes on to say the tighter wildlife management unit based regulations support more eggs being laid in the spring and more wild turkeys inhabiting the shrinking space most conducive to poult survival and adult feeding preferences. She said one of the things we learned from the last turkey plan is that we can affect spring reproduction by altering the length of the fall turkey season when hens are allowed to be harvested. Two years of experimentation when we lengthened or shortened the fall season and analyzed hen harvest rates gave us a nice comparison. Ms. Casalina said the state needs more autumn turkey hunters and that part of the new turkey management plan is to develop a more precise method of determining participation rates within the various age groups. So if I'm reading that article correctly, it's really no surprise that fall harvesting of hens will affect your hen numbers come spring. But what I find interesting is that seems like she's saying that harvesting hens in the fall and thinning out some of that hen population in the fall results in having healthier hens through the winter and into the spring, which means that the hens are more successful and reproducing and have a higher reproduction rate. Pretty interesting stuff. Also from Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Game Commission says that if the Senate signs their Sunday hunting regulation bill into law, that the law would not take effect in 2019. So there's actually a bill that's passed the state House of Representatives that would permit hunting on three Sundays. And the Pennsylvania Game Commission is waiting on the Senate to vote on that bill. They say that if it passes the Senate a second time and is signed into law, that it is not going to take effect until 90 days after passage, which means that it will not be in effect for 
this deer season. The bill is going to permit hunting on three Sundays, one within the archery deer season, one within the firearms deer season, and one on another Sunday selected by the Game Commission, which I'm going to guess would probably be sometime during turkey season, but there's nothing in this article to really suggest that that's what is going to happen. But I look at this like it is a stepping stone. It's a baby step towards allowing Sunday hunting throughout all the seasons statewide. And personally, being an out-of-state turkey hunter who's interested in going to Pennsylvania to hunt, it's huge. But you guys in Pennsylvania need to look at it like this. It's opening the door for more licensed sales from more non-resident hunters who have basically been prohibited from hunting in Pennsylvania because of the distance to drive or to travel to get there to only hunt one day out of a weekend. So now, with the opportunity to hunt two days over the course of the weekend, I think there's going to be a lot more license sales to non-residents, and I really think there's going to be a lot more opportunity for enjoyment for you guys in Pennsylvania as well. So hopefully this will get signed into law, this little experiment will go well, and the entire state will be open for Sunday hunting to you guys. The Pennsylvania Game Commission also wants to remind all of you hunters out there going to Pennsylvania that you no longer have to wear hunter orange while you're turkey hunting in the fall. They also want to remind you that the Saturday after Thanksgiving is not legal any longer for fall turkey hunting. That that is when the gun deer season opens and so fall turkey season will be closed on the Friday after Thanksgiving. And lastly from the state of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania hunters have been warned to take precautions against mosquito-borne virus. A warning's been issued to Hunters Wednesday about a rare mosquito-borne virus that has been found in Pennsylvania wildlife, according to the Game Commission. Eastern equine encephalitis, or Triple E, has been documented in wildlife and wild stock in recent weeks. Hunters are being warned to take precautions against mosquito bites and to report dead or strange active wild animals who may be infected. No human cases have been reported in Pennsylvania, but it can infect humans through bites of mosquitoes who have fed on infected animals. People infected with triple E may not show any signs of illness. But some of those infected can develop flu-like symptoms and can cause death. Triple E has infected two wild turkeys and a wild deer in Pennsylvania this year. The virus is not considered a threat to the state's deer or turkey population, the Game Commission said. While we're on the topic of disease. All right, that's all I've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode then you will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And in order to become a subscriber, what you need to do is text the word Turkey Hunter. Text that to the number 44222. After you do that, you're going to receive a series of instructions that you'll need to follow. And eventually, I will send you a link that you will need to click on to create your username and password for the Podbean application. After you create your username and password, you'll have the opportunity 
to pay the $18 per year annual subscription fee for the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. Your $18 will get you not only the rest of this week's episode, but it will get you the premium content for all of our past episodes, as well as the premium content for the next 52 weeks. There's a bunch of content that's locked up under the premium subscription, and I do not think you'll be disappointed with your $18 investment. And remember, that's $18 per year, not $18 per month. So, before I cut you loose, if you'll do me a favor, I would greatly appreciate it. This Monday is Veterans Day, and if you would, just shoot a text message or give a phone call to or drop by in person and let a veteran know that you appreciate his or her time spent serving in the military and let them know that you've not forgotten them. If you would do that for me, that'd be a huge help. And I'm about to do it right now because I'd like to thank all of you veterans out there who are listening for your service. Without you and all of the heroes who came along before you, well, we probably wouldn't have the Turkey Hunter podcast. We probably wouldn't have the ability to even get into the woods with firearms and still enjoy our hunting heritage. There's no telling what this world may look like today if it had not been for you men and women out there who have served. So thank you very much. And for all of you who are still active in the military today, my prayers are with you. I hope that Many of you will be able to spend some time with some loved ones, even if it is just by video chat over the holidays. Stay safe out there and God bless you. Hey, that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.